Is this a dagger which I see before me, the handle toward my hand? Come, let me clutch thee. I have thee not, and yet I see thee still. Art thou not, fatal vision, sensible to feeling as to sight? Or art thou but a dagger of the mind, a false creation, proceeding from the heat-oppressed brain? I see thee yet, in form as palpable as this which now I draw. Thou martial st- <laughs> Why is there an SD on that? <laughs> thou marshalst me the way that I was going, and such an instrument I was to use. Mine eyes are made the fools, O oh, the other senses. Or else worth all the rest, I see thee still, and on thy blade and dungeon gouts of blood, which was not so before, there's no such thing. It is the bloody business which informs thus to mine eyes. Now o'er the one half-world, nature seems dead, and wicked dreams abuse the curtain sleep. Witchcraft celebrates pale helices off... Oh, gee, I can't read any more of that. Okay, also, it's hard because they capitalize... Everything's broken into each line, oh, yeah. and they capitalize the first letter, so I don't... It's hard to tell when the sentence actually ends or when it continues. Uh, that was Act 2, Scene 1 of Macbeth, mm. just a part of that. And the reason I read that, Spencer is because I read this week, because my reading of Jerusalem is going so well, <laughs> yeah. that I took a quick break and read The Crimson Cage. Yes, yes. The Crimson Cage by John Lees. Uh, this is a AWA upshot printing. And you know what? I really enjoyed this. Right? It's good. It is Macbeth told, for those interested, it is Macbeth told as a 1980s wrestling promotion. Yes, it's it's awesome. It is the old-style territories. This one's set in Louisiana mainly. Like, old-style territories before, like, WWE took everything. And, they're you know, they fight each other, and they have their little promotions, mm. and it's just, it's great. And there's Moida. Yeah. So folks, and there's a guy that's def- that's not, but definitely is Ric Flair. Oh, yeah, definitely <laughs> it was Ric Flair who gets, uh, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but read the book. It's very entertaining. I like the art. There was a few parts that kind of lost me when I was reading. I was like, wait, what's happening here? Yeah. Um, that that maybe it was just like rushed a little bit at times or they just didn't have enough, you know, not enough page count to fill out as much as they would. But it's still a very enjoyable read. I, I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. And I mean, like I'd never read Macbeth, but I like I knew enough about it. Yeah. And I thought it did like a cool, like it mixes in like spiritual kind of thing like you know stuff like that too and i i just i really liked how it was done yeah the three witches were three louisiana luchadors bought no 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 they were louisiana swamp bog bog or swamp same thing i don't know uh swamp witches i guess they're kind of like witches i don't i don't think they were called witches maybe they were i forget uh but they were like swamp ladies who uh foretold are make believe Macbeth his uh doom yes or his future rather and uh Lady Macbeth who was played by a crazy uh wrestling lady was uh very atrocious and I hated her guts mm-hmm. uh and the story of Macbeth I have also not read it but I know enough where that lady said she would smash her baby's head in I got that vibe from from yeah. the lady in in the in this story I forget why she said she would smash her baby's head in I I don't believe she does in Macbeth but yeah, you get that vibe definitely in the. Uh, you get all the characters perfectly. Just I can just tell. Now, don't you just kind of want to see like other old classic literature literature things like just in po- wrestling? Style? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would be like the the Great Gatsby, but in wrestling. Don Quixote, but in wrestling. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, that would be a lot of fun. It, it is weird though, like how it just syncs up. Like you, you wouldn't think yeah. like like if I just told you that pitch, you'd be like, "Well, that sounds kind of dumb," but like it just it syncs up perfectly. Well, it actually worked out really well because wrestling already is dramatic and mm. pretty much a play. Yeah, it's just a, a physical play, so it it does it works pretty good, especially the '80s one when there was a lot more weird characters mm. and stuff. The Luchadors. I don't know what that representative from Macbeth because he had like luchadors that did his bidding in the story. Uh, I don't. I don't know if they were supposed to be demons. I wasn't quite sure like what that represented because, like I said, I've yeah. read Macbeth, so I don't know. It could have been just something added. But anyway, folks, if you want the Crimson Cage by Jason Lee's, I gave a four out of five. Yes, I enjoyed yeah. that. as far as comics go, entertaining. And Help my interest, and I read it in one sitting. Yeah, it's it's all collected, so you don't have to worry about tracking down issues. You can just. And I'm sure this is probably no more than ten or fifteen. No, bucks. ten bucks. All ten their, bucks. All their trades are ten bucks. Yeah, so uh, take a look at that, folks. Especially if you're a wrestling fan or a Shakespearean yeah. fan, I think you would enjoy it. Speaking of Shakespeare, Spencer. Okay. Today's episode is going to be about not Shakespeare. It's going to be about classic literature. Classic. <laughs> 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 <sighs> so uh, stick around for that, folks. I'm sure uh, my you'll glasses enjoy. aren't round, round enough for that. Your glasses fogged up though when I did the farting. <laughs> well, I mean, that's for Sniffing. another reason. <laughs> You're listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I am your host, Caleb James. That's it. That's over. That's a... You don't get introduced. Introducted. No. I was gonna say introducted. Like this was the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You get into. It's not even the right fucking word. Uh, inducted. I'm yeah. combining things. My brain's not working. I'm slow <laughs> mode today. Uh, with me, as always, Spencer, the Manitoba Mahler Church. I don't know if we used that before, but that goes with the wrestling gimmick, and I'm yeah. pretty sure there was actually a couple Manitoba Maulers in um, the old wrestling days. Um, they would have to be, I would think. Yeah. Though, if they were actually from Manitoba, I don't know much about Manitoba. North of Winnipeg, I believe. It's mm. about all I know. Cool. All you can tell, population of one... Th- no. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Just keep going with these really, that's, really... That's all I know. Obscure facts. That's all I know. <laughs> The densest population of white people in all of North America. That's all I know. <laughs> that's just, you just turned into a Theo Von bed. <laughs> Average temperature of 32 degrees Celsius. That's all I know. Like, I don't even know what the fuck 32 is. That zero Fahrenheit freezing. It's cold up there. So, Spencer, go ahead and yawn. You can't yawn until I start talking, at least. It's like, wait till I get to the topic to yawn. Jeez. Isn't that boring? Why don't people like classic literature, Spencer? <laughs> Why don't you tell me? Well, here's my first reason why I don't think people like classic literature, Spencer. (laughs) I guess we should dive into the topic a little bit before we actually give any reasons why we think people don't like classic literature. Uh, We are both in a classic literature group on the internet. On the webs. And it's uh, a cantankerous bunch sometimes. Like, you got some uh, curmudgeons, some smarty pants who put others down. Uh, a lot of uh, literary snobs. But then you have a lot of people who like contemporary fiction who just want to broaden their horizon. Yeah. Kind of like us. I appreciate those folks because they don't shit on modern work. Mm-hmm. And they'll be pretty blunt with why they don't like a classic. So somebody, because I don't know if you noticed that, but like I, even with like Cormac McCarthy's 
Blood Meridian. I've had this happen where I said I didn't like it, and a whole wave of hate came my way. Yes, yes, I remember a couple of those. Yeah, well, um, the people who aren't so fascinated with classic literature, they might like it, or they're just getting into it. They'll be honest, and they'll say they don't like something, and a lot of people uh, will gatekeep and hate them so much that they will leave the group. So, you know, I think The Great Gatsby was incredibly boring. Like, you don't understand what America was like. And they just, you know. So if you don't like any of the, you know, you don't like Proust or James Joyce, even the easy reads like Hemingway, like if you don't like that stuff, a lot of people will poo-poo you, which I feel keeps people from wanting yeah. to get into that stuff because they tried and they didn't, because it takes a while to find your style too. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about it's, you. I mean, even same with like modern, you know, more yeah. modern stuff. Like, you're going to. With any reader, if you yeah. just have them dive into any book, you're just like, here, read this. You like whales? Read Moby Dick. Yeah. You'll probably like it. That's a horrible way to go. When I was young, I did that where I was like, well, these are supposed to, you know, Dickens is supposed to be great, so I should just try to read it. And then, you know, at the time, I wasn't in the right mind frame, didn't enjoy it. Brain, so wasn't, brain wasn't fully, fully formed. That was definitely a big part of it. But, you know, like we talk about like The Great Gatsby, for one, because that's a small book, but a, a lot of people were forced to read it in school, and they hate it because they were forced to read it. Well, if I say, Spencer, you really have to read The Great Gatsby, and you read it and don't like it, and I was like, well, you're just stupid. Read it again. Yeah. Like, you're not going to want to read anything I suggest ever again. As a general populace, it's hard to say why people don't like reading, and, like, basically, uh, I would say tension spans easier access to better media not better media that's objective but you know more entertaining media easier to consume media mindless media let's put it that way tiktok oh. reels yeah youtube shorts because i'm saying the shorts because it's gotten even shorter not just youtube videos will yeah. suffice anymore now it has to be ev- anything 30 seconds or less yeah it has to be a clip and how many times do i see a uh, a clip from my favorite seinfeld episode or this show mm. you know it's always sunny whatever and they always cut off like one of the extra jokes right yeah cuz it just doesn't it's not enough time and you're just like well that was the funnier part or though. they or they or they you don't see the beginning of it or yeah. whatever like the setup. the setup yeah um but you have a lot of people who like the actual arduous task of reading a book would be even like a flash fiction story anymore is it just doesn't compare to what they're used to, so they're just not going to go into it. Yeah. So it's hard sell to get people just to read fiction in general, let alone trying to like up classic it literature into yeah into literature or just even literature, not even classic literature, just, just literature in general. Yeah. yeah. More serious fiction. So I'm going to try to be more general here uh, and assume everyone is not as dumb as the people of the United States, and also give the benefit of the doubt of the people of the United States and say there's probably a lot of readers that were just. Reading is not a cool activity talked about in mainstream, you know, media. You're not going to hear a bunch of people talk about their favorite books generally. There could be a lot of pe- readers you just don't know about. So we're just going to assume a good portion of the population still reads. Maybe even if it's only a couple books a year. Yeah. Uh, we'll do the world population. I'm sure there's a lot of places that read more, some places that read less. So why would these folks who actually do enjoy reading not enjoy classic literature? Spencer. I'll give my brief reasons, and then we can riff on uh, those as well as your personal reasons, mm-hmm. because you're probably in the more more of the camp of, I understand why people yeah. don't want to read certain classic literature. So first off, and these are mostly societal elements here, I don't think people put themselves in the shoes of the characters. I feel a lot of things nowadays when people, when whenever they're enjoying their media, 
they want their characters to be kind of bland, like John Wick, because that's or pretty much just Keanu Reeves, yeah. like Neo uh, from The Matrix. It's because it's easier to and every man character that you can superimpose yourself. Yeah, onto. It, it's easier that way. Whenever there's not like that extra stuff to be like, well, that's not actually like me, but and there's a lot of fiction that's written like that where it's just like, and I'll say Mirakami does that a lot. His characters are just kind of bland every man, you know, like the bland every man who you could just be that guy. Yeah. No, I just thought I want to quit my job and listen to jazz. Like you could be that guy. Uh, not very deep characters. Uh, but Mirakami, obviously, his other characters in the stories make up for that. But in classic literature, you can have protagonists who you don't relate to or like at all. And I think a lot of people are turned off by that. And they don't seem to be able to, let's say, go into a uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. They can't look at Atticus Fitch and be like, hey, I can see myself in that character. And if they don't see themselves in that character, they can't just be like, well, I still want to see this character's journey. Mm-hmm. I want to see like why Scout is doing what she's doing and why you know her growing up and her how her beliefs are formed and shaped. I don't think a lot of people want to put in the work to do that. They don't want to read a book where they have to think and view the life of another character. They just want to be kind of told what's happening and uh, like a movie. They just want to be able to watch it unfold versus having an active participation in it where. You know, if you read something from Tolstoy, most likely you're going to have to try to figure out why is the character doing this? Why are they mm. thinking like this? Because it's not all told to you. I think people just basically just don't want to do the work. It's understandable because if you're doing it, you're reading for enjoyment. Do you really want to do work? Yeah. I, I know if you mentioned that before, it's like doing homework. You don't always want to do yeah. homework to enjoy a book. Like if I read Ulysses, I have to read all this other shit to understand it. Yeah. Most people don't want to do that. Now, this one, this is a more broader uh, thing here, is uh, no imagination. I think a lot of people, when you get to more challenging works, uh, especially if it's a lot of vocabulary and descriptions they can't quite understand or heavy metaphors, they don't have the imagination developed to put the story, like paint the story in their head. Now, luckily, I I mean, I still probably fall, like, you know, we read Blood Meridian. I feel like a lot of that went over my head. Yeah. But I also wasn't focused on, like, deep reading that. Which is a thing where I think we both probably fall into where we don't necessarily want to deep read everything we're going into. Sometimes you do want to just enjoy something. And you could do that with a lot of classic literature. You don't have to deep read and still get a lot out of it. But there's some classic literature where if you're not deep reading, you're not going to enjoy it it at all. It's like it was written for that purpose. Yeah. To be like dissected and to really like steady upon something you reread multiple Mm. multiple multiple times uh but with the imagination thing i think that goes even beyond really hard classic literature into things like um let's say lord of the rings it's a very vivid world but because of the language used a lot of people think it's too dense Mm. because they don't even want to dip their toes in the water let alone go swimming you know yeah yeah so they're just they they start reading it and they're like, ah, this this is going to take, like, I can't just read a couple sentences, go take a break, come back. Like, you have to actually focus. Yeah, you have to, like, you have to put some time aside yeah. when you're when you're reading it. And, and you know, go with H.P. Lovecraft, you have to have a very vivid ma- imagination to come up with characters that are undescribable. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want, you want to see what the monsters look like, you have to create them yourself. I feel like just a lot of people just can't do that. I don't know if it's always been that way or if it's getting worse now. And you see that in art and stuff, too, where it's like 
there's really, really good artists now who do like those hyper realism mm-hmm. things and it looks like a photograph. Yeah. And while that's awesome, that doesn't seem like a unique creation. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like a Picasso. That's not ab- abstract or weird or like unique to that artist. It just looks like a photograph. Mm. So while it's an incredible skill to be able to do that, I feel like the imagination is not quite there. Now, if they were able to do that, but make like, you know, fucking crazy shit. Mm hmm. Uh, that could be uh, that'd be a different story. No, I I think that's something that can go along with that. I don't know if you have it in your notes, but uh, I think attention span plays a factor in that too. Yeah, because like I said, like if you're like like H.P. Lovecraft, not only are you gonna have to have the imagination to try to think of the stuff that he's not describing to you, but you also have to have like the bandwidth to just try to follow along. Just to get the bits. And to shut try, the world out. To, to try to even, you know. Well, there's this new trend where a lot of people self-diagnose themselves with like ADD and stuff. Mm-hmm. But what it really is, I think, is there's just too many distractions. Yeah. Because when you lived in an era where you had the radio or a book. Right. <laughs> you could just yeah. read a book, right? Yeah. But when you have an area where you have your phone, you have TVs, laptops, tablets, still have radio, still have books, but you just you have so much going on. If you just want to sit and concentrate on something, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And I'm guilty because even if I'm doing like woodworking or something, I like to listen to a podcast or music. Right, yeah, writing's the only activity, and I guess reading is the only activity I have to be quiet. Yes, I can listen to ambient noise or music that doesn't have any words, but I can't you know, listen to a podcast and write this into never yeah, going to work for no. me. But I think that's the main thing is, I don't know if it's necessarily the attention. And I get it because, you know, people, uh, they always uh, like to say, oh, everybody's attention spans like a second. It's like a goldfish now. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think just if you have, you know, your phone right there and it's a distraction, you're just going with the, the distractions, what's getting you. If you didn't have anything around and you're trying to read the book and every three seconds you're just, your mind's wandering, then that's different. Uh, next up here, I have... This is more specific. A lot of people do not want to learn about the period of history they're reading. Mm. If you want to read classic literature, even if it's just something as early as World War II stuff, like you're reading some Hemingway stuff, For Whom the Bell Tolls, set in the Spanish Civil War. That's a good one because we broadly know World War II history, even like if you didn't study or anything, like you still know something about it unless you're really fucking stupid, I guess, or just don't pay attention. But, But like the Spanish Civil War, I before I read that I didn't know anything about Spain Civil War. I didn't right. even know they really had a Spanish Civil War. I could easily have been is that set in Mexico? Like I didn't right, know. Right, yeah. I've heard of a <laughs> Spanish war but like never done any, you know, research or, you know. It it reminded me when I was in like sixth grade, I got partnered up with this girl and we were supposed to do a report or like write an essay or something on the Gulf War and we wrote it about the <laughs> like like Tiger Gulf? No, 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 oh, not, no, no, okay. no, no, not that stupid. <laughs> um, like it wasn't the Persian Gulf where the war happened; it was our Gulf. Oh, <laughs> no, <like> Florida. <laughs> what grade was this? It's like sixth grade. Okay, we didn't read anything about it. But we wrote a whole report about the Gulf War, and it was just like the, the teacher was just like, "That's the wrong Gulf." Your, like, your, your teacher's head's just in her hands, just shaking her head, yeah. just like, "God damn it." <laughs> kids but anyway uh i think there's a lot of people who when they go into their fiction they probably go into the same way they go into movies and tv they don't do any prep work because it's their escape mm-hmm. versus more of an educational matter 
I do prep work when I read or even when I watch movies. I look up reviews. I look up, you know, I read different essays, articles, because I'm just one of those guys who I want to get not necessarily the most out of it. I'm just interested when it comes to like a book. If I'm going to read a book and especially if it's like a dense one, that's going to take some time. I'm going to try to study a little bit about the author or about the setting or like anytime I read something that's set in like Ireland and, you know, uh, the Ireland Ireland Civil War times, I was like, well, I, I probably should know something about that if I'm going to read a book about it because I, I doubt the author's going to explain it, you know? Yeah. Like really go in because then it's a boring book. It's a history book if they're just explaining everything. But then when you hear, you know, like uh, they, they can mention like the tan coats or something and be like, who's that? Is that the English? Like you wouldn't know mm-hmm. if you didn't. Even like American history, you had the Redcoats versus, you know, Americans. And if you didn't know what Redcoats were, you'd be immediately lost. Like if you didn't know, like say you're from Africa, you don't know American history. Like who the fuck are the Redcoats? Are they the good guys or the bad guys? I think that's one thing is, and that's just also in general, people don't seem to care about history that much anymore. Which I always liked history because like such crazy shits happen. How do you not think that's interesting? It's a, a lot of reason why things are the way that they are now. You know that they always say the history repeats itself. Mm. You know if you don't or if you don't study history, you're doomed to repeat yourself. Which repeat history. Yeah. And here's the last one, Spencer. This one, I think we've been conditioned in the last fifteen to twenty years, probably since the '90s, honestly, but especially when the social media generation took off. We've been conditioned to no longer be able to handle boredom. Like, we can't persevere through boredom. We can't push through boredom. We can't be bored for a certain period of time, which also probably goes why a lot of uh, people aren't creating great art anymore because they're not willing to be bored. Mm. Like, they had, oh, I'm bored. I'm going to watch a movie. I got to watch something on my phone. I got to fuck around. I got to doom scroll Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Like, I just can't be bored, even though it's still boring as fuck. I can't be actively bored like i can't know that my mind is bored uh i had to go on autopilot basically by doing these the stimulation like, yeah you need the stimulation and the quick dopamine drops like that 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 so when people go into classic literature it could be a great story it could be like anna karenina or something one of the greatest stories ever told but people were like wow this is boring and they don't want to push through the boredom to understand the story to enjoy it or get something out of it and i'm guilty of that just as you know, as much as anyone else, you see me in Jerusalem. Yeah, when I've had a like, I had to stop a couple of times because, like, even though the story is interesting, when it switched the focus from what I was reading to something completely different, I got too bored, mm-hmm. and I just was like, I keep falling asleep. I can't. And that was also more of an energy thing, though. I guess the boredom would be more of like you have energy, like you're not tired. But you're bored mm. because, like, if I'm falling asleep, that's different. Yeah, that's not just boredom. Like, it's my yeah. body shutting down. I keep putting my fucking, you know, keep avoiding the update on my computer, yeah. <laughs> you know, my my mental computer. So my body needs to shut down and I just don't let it. So what what is your thoughts on boredom, Spencer? Like, how do you fight through the boredom when you read something? Because like, uh, I noticed you said when you were talking about that uh, YA book you're reading, it wasn't like it was really incredibly boring or anything. No, it just, it never, um, it never grabbed me. As I was reading it, I would enjoy reading it. But like, once I would put it down, I had never had like uh like an urge to be like I need to go back and I need to finish that or yeah. I need to read the next chapter to see to see what's happening. But normally with me and I don't know if it's just uh growing up reading you know reading comics. It's just like well if I, this isn't dude I'll something else like you know what just I mean be like done with it. yeah or not even just be done with it but just like I'm gonna go read something else and I'm gonna come back to it because of just like. 
the nature of of comics of just like of like you know an issue a month or two issues a month and you know being dragged out and having to to wait and not read a whole thing at, yeah, at yeah once you know if you want to keep up with like the the single issues and stuff like that so I think like that has helped me in ways of just like. I'm going to take a break from this book for like a week, read something else and then maybe come back to it, you know, after not having to worry about like losing, you know, too much for the most part. Is that what you do with the H.P. Lovecraft stories? Because I'm sure some of those were boring, like you yeah. were bored. And again, when something's boring, it doesn't mean it's bad. No. I'm not even saying I'm on a subjective level. You might not think it's bad. Like yeah. I read a lot of the H.P. Lovecraft stories as well, and I really enjoyed most of them, but some of them I was bored. Yeah. Even though I was enjoying like what I was reading, I was just like, like this is like I the, keep getting distracted. That would be like I I I like this, but even just like it, maybe it's like you know like you were saying with like uh, some of the imagination, um, especially with him. It's just like I like what I'm reading, or, or or I dig the concept, but it's just like okay, but what the fuck is going on? Or like, yeah. am I sure that's what's happening right now? Like, do I want to go and try to reread that or watch a video or something to make sure like I'm understanding it correctly? If I would just have to real quick go on some of my things of why maybe people. On into literature as Can I much. touch on the boredom one more oh, yeah. point? Uh, I think when you're finding yourself bored when you're reading something or watching something or whatever it is, I think it's important to ask yourself why, why you're bored and try to find the answer. Uh, because you could be like, I've watched movies where I'm like, you know, I don't know how many times it took me to watch The Godfather because I was like, I'm bored. I'm like, but then finally you get in the right mind frame. And I was like, oh, I wasn't watching it because I wasn't focused on it or whatever it is. And then I end up really enjoying mm-hmm. it. I've had a lot of books like that where I couldn't get into them for whatever reason. And then when I've gone back, I was in a different mind frame. And I pointed out like, oh, I was bored because I wasn't, I was trying to read the beginning too fast. Mm -hmm. Like I was just trying to get it over with and I wasn't taking my time. So I didn't understand everything I was reading and it wasn't clicking. Something's going on. Uh, you know, in your, you know, in your personal life, and I was just like, I just, I can't handle this. Yeah. Right now, I need to go like, which goes into the deep reading. Yeah. Sometimes you just want the escape. You don't yeah. want the the study aspect of it. But anyway, go on with your points. Um, I would say as as somebody on the opposite, you know, end of the of the spectrum scale, whatever, as you and on this topic is, um, because like the only like real like kind of literature things that I've read have all been kind of like old genre literature like you know like the hg wells stuff and uh frankenstein or frankenstein and and things of that nature i don't know if i've ever really went and read like i mean like maybe like uh mice of men you know what i mean or the stranger yeah something yeah something like that um but those i found entertaining like you know um, again that goes with our earlier discussion of people pushing stuff on people to read but it's not the right stuff you just have to find what suits your style of reading what you want to read so those you just like it was more story focused Mm. and you enjoyed both of them and i think um like writing styles especially once you get into like the really old like the older stuff Mm -hmm. I I think that the way that they have been written is is a is a hurdle for people of either if it's the vocabulary that they're using, um, subject matter. Uh, Often things. it's the references. Yeah, because you don't understand like that goes with the history topic. You don't understand a lot of the references, uh, in some from something from like the 1700s. Right. Usually it's in, um, used in phrases, like certain phrases. You'd be like, what the fuck does that mean? That's when I'm like going into I mean, Don Quixote and stuff. I'm thinking, 
how am I going to like tackle? I hope there's an appendix because right. I'm not going to understand a lot of what's going on because I'm not from the 1500s. <laughs> yeah. Which is why Shakespeare is such a problem, I think. Right, yeah. He just created all the words. Well, that and it's all about like the kings of the time and shit. Like, I don't know that stuff. Yeah, like this is this means nothing to me. <laughs> Until I read Jerusalem by Alan Moore, I didn't know anything about English history. Like, <laughs> I mean, I knew the basics, but not that deep fucking yeah. shit. And then I, I, you know, so I do think it, some stuff has uh, unwanted, just, uh, you know, it has like that bias of just like, of either too hard or too difficult. Or I think, and I think a lot is like damage is done by schools. Yeah. Making things not interesting to read. Making it or, work. Yeah, making it work or getting some wonky edition of like, you know, either watered down or like a weird translation of something. Um, you can make video games boring if you make it work, you know? Yeah. Like if you make it a, like a job, like, oh, you have to write a report on this and you have to decipher the story and you, I'm like, ah, I just want to play. Right, I just want to get I just want to get into it. A lot of people just want to read. They don't want to go into all, like, they don't want to deep read, you know? Uh-huh. And then too, like especially just in like literature in general, I feel like some people feel there's uh dependent on you know what it is. There could also be like a preachier kind of like um like I don't know like um too moralistic something or just like you know like like you like we like you were just saying a couple you know a couple months ago like especially for me I'm always been more like story uh driven character driven like what's this about what's gonna go happen and i don't want to read uh three paragraphs how this one leaf blew yeah. across the field on an autumn night where the the the, the, the sky is as gray as my soul like, like it's just like okay i get it and it, and it can be done very well and it you know but it's just like i don't give a shit well the preachy stuff is why I, i've have yet to really get into Russian literature because a lot of that stuff is just, you know, about God and morals and the way to act and, you know, the righteous. And it's written in ways where it's entertaining, but still, it's like, I can only take so much of that yeah. stuff, you know? The only thing I could say is, if you want to get people into classic literature, you just have to find what their reading type would be. Like, yeah, like anything else, you got to kind of find out what they like. So, Ooh. like, if you go to the 1800s, because you're talking about, like, the vocabulary and we're talking about the referencing and stuff, if you read, have somebody read Mark Twain, and you have, if I had you read Mark Twain, and I had you read uh, the real dense Poe stuff, mm -hmm. around the, they're around the same time period, you would definitely gravitate towards the Mark Twain and really enjoy yeah. it, because you could understand it, it's written in a fun way. It's an adventure. Yeah, it's a, you know, there's just stories, versus Poe, where you, like a lot of times it'd be like H.P. Lovecraft, I'm like, what the Fuck like, is happening? I might like this, but it's also like- Nodding off. Like, but, like, but it's like, I'm enjoying this, what the fuck is happening? It's the difference between when you have, like, a really good cheeseburger and you have, like, you know, some kind of blue cheese crumble yeah. steak that cost 100 bucks. Both could be awesome, but sometimes, you know, the cheeseburger is more appealing than, the, yeah. like, the crazy fucking baked or smoked salmon yeah. with the, uh, what is it, foie gras, the... the fucking um stuff it's it's like pineapple pizza it might taste good but you don't fucking need it like <laughs> i like pineapple pizza shut dude. up no need for it get it the fuck off there pickle pizza i want to try that <laughs> you, you, you took it too low brow spencer mm -hmm. do you have any other reasons why you think people do not read classic literature i uh, here's one i think access yeah where, there, where most of the stuff is wildly available and by Wiley, I mean a lot of you get just for free to download PDFs of almost anything that's like 100 libraries, years old. Libraries. Libraries. But here's the problem. It's, I think maybe it's too available because 
the one thing schools did do well was introduce you to stuff that you had no idea about. So when you have somebody that's like, I want to read classic literature, where do they start? Yeah. Which, For me, I started from list. I just went like, what's the best books ever written? And I found the ones that seemed reasonable to read, mm-hmm. uh, ones that I could get through. And then I built myself up. A lot of people, though, they might not want to do that. They just want a good suggestion. And then where you go, like the classic lit group, they're going to be giving us weird oh. Italian authors and French authors. There's and, so much that goes on in that group. You have no that idea. I, no idea. No idea. I think it's just a matter of minimizing the choices for a new reader and being like, hey, why don't we... Like, I would do like I did you. Hey, Spencer, we're going to read Camus' The Stranger. Yeah. Because that's not that challenging of a read, and it's a very interesting philosophical story. And you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And now we both want to read... Uh, what's, his other work. Yeah, his, well, The Plague? Or? The Plague. Yeah. yeah. Which we, we... You haven't read that, right? No. I, I so, yeah, that's something that we both... We could tackle when, his work together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, I was like, hey, I think you'd really like Steinbeck's work, but let's give you A Mice of Men, the yeah. novella first, instead of dipping you into East of Eden, which is right. like 800 pages, you know? Like, let's start you off on something that isn't going to have too many, like, crazy philosophies or metaphors. Like, we're going to start you off with something that's a very basic story told in, in my opinion, an engaging, excellent, yes. heartbreaking way. I do want to, uh, I should probably, uh, more Steinbeck. More, I, that I should make that a priority, at least read another one, like one or two of his works. I was going uh, su- to suggest The Winter of Our Discontent, but then I was like, I don't think Spencer needs to be reading <laughs> anything about a very depressed man <laughs> whose l- way of life is just like, sucks and he just didn't live up to his potential and he works at a shitty grocery store <laughs> when he's like i just felt like maybe not that one right now oh, even the title the wonder of our discontent <laughs> wait till the summertime yeah so uh that, that's a warm weather book because <laughs> if you read that during the winter bad things might happen yeah the ending too is just like ah uh, man like i said before the, like the was a tortilla flat and uh the Canary Rose, like the story about the winos in mm. San Francisco or somewhere in California, just uh, not San Francisco. Um, I fucking went there. Where that? What was it? Uh, not San Diego. No, it's it's uh it's near there. Santa Re- Monterey. 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 Maybe? Yeah, that area is like, but it's just a bunch of winos drinking and living in flop houses, but they're all positive mm. and they're just fun stories and they're very short. That's even for like other things because like like even like with like Stephen King, I tried to. I, I, like, I put great thought whenever, like, if you ask me, like, what you might want to do, like, if I give you recommendations, like, I really put, like, okay, like, I know what Cabe kind of likes, like, and then he tried to give him one of the big ones right now, like, give him kind of, like, you know, normal-sized one, this one's kind of weird, Caleb likes weird things sometimes, like, you know what I mean, like. Well, it's like Yukio Mishima. Which book did I give you? Life for Sale. Yeah. His hard-boiled book. Yes. All, yeah. all, all of his other books I've read are fucking deep Buddhist philosophy mm. and just crazy shit. I was like, Spencer probably won't be into that, yeah. especially at least right away. Yeah. So let's dip his toes in with a fun story. Yes. You know? And I think- <laughs> Oh, is that what that story was? <laughs> relatable? No, I'm not quite relatable. It was a good story. Shut up. So I think that's the best way if you want to get somebody into classical literature or just literature. Reading in general, yeah. actually. Just reading in general. Don't give, you know, somebody this crazy, long, dense book because you really enjoyed it. Don't say, oh, you like sci-fi? Read the whole Expanse series. Right. Like, it's just get them, like, like come on. Give them some Ray Bradbury or something. Like, something. give them something small and easily digestible. Uh, don't give people crazy things because it's just like exercise where if somebody goes to the gym, 
You don't just like, hey, we're going to put you on a fucking bench squat deadlift routine three days a week, heavy lifting. We're going to kill you. You're going to run a mile every day. Like, no, they're not going to stick to any of that. No. Like, you start them off small. It's like, hey, you know, let's lift them lightweights and work out for 30 minutes and do a quick jog. And you build up. Yes. You don't just go. If you go hard, people are going to be turned off and not do it. Very few people have the willpower to push through that and just, you know, continue on. So if somebody's like, hey, I want classic literature. I never read anything ever. I'm a not a smart person. Mm. Can you suggest me a book, please, sir, mademoiselle? They wouldn't say mademoiselle mm. if they're not smart unless they're French. But anyway, you wouldn't say, yeah, Moby Dick. Moby Dick. Read the dick. You'll love it. It's got dick in the title. No, don't do that. Or Blood Meridian. It's had a lot of people like, you didn't like Blood Meridian? Blah, 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 idiot, fucked hard, stupid. I'm just like, I like McCarthy. I just thought that book was pompous ass. Yeah, you, you've read a good amount of his work, you know. A couple since, other books. Not, not a good amount. But he doesn't have, like, a huge library. Like, he doesn't have a big, does ten, he? Ten or fifteen books, maybe. But they're, they're all pretty uh, deep books. Yeah. He's the one of, if not the only author. I, I, can't, I don't know if it stands true now because he just released two books and he's old as shit. But at least up till last year, before those new books came out, he was considered the only author who did not have a bad book ever. Like, never mm. wrote a bad book. And not even that, they actually say every book he's written has been great. Obviously, it's subjective, but they say all his work has been great, except for one screenplay he did, which I don't think he count yeah. that. So, But apparently he had a screenplay that, that, that sucked ass. But that's a pretty lofty statement, because if you think about it, like Hemingway had some duds. I think most authors, especially oh, if yeah. you're prolific, you're going to have duds. It just happens. But apparently not if you're Cormac McCarthy. Apparently he hasn't had any duds. No, but no, at the beginning, like, if he's only had like 10 or 15 books, he's probably like taken multiple years oh, yeah. for each book. Most of the books he, he's written, like he started, I think, in the 60s and 70s and just finished them whenever. Like the new ones that he just released this year, 2020, end of 2022, like December or something. Um, What was it? The Passenger and Stella Morris. I think he was writing those in the 70s. So they better be good. They didn't look too good from what <laughs> I studied. Like when I read up on it, they didn't look like they were going to be naked. They're apparently very heavy into uh, physics because mm. he loves physics. And that's what he likes to talk about. That's why he doesn't talk to writers. He talks to scientists because he loves physics. So it's like all this physics shit. So now, if you I don't like say, that. Cause, like, does he do that much in his other way? Because like, the only thing I'm familiar with is Blood Meridian. And I haven't read The Road, but I know, like, you know, I know, like, the story of The Road. I haven't come across any physics, but I've only read Blood Meridian, The Road, and Outer Dark. Mm. The Road and Outer Dark, I really enjoyed both of those. I always have to preface it by saying, not the writing style so much. I still don't like that he doesn't use, like, you know, quotations and stuff. Like, just, come on. But still, like, those are easier to read. That, that's all I gotta say about that. I'm that's gonna be like, all uh, I gotta say. That's all I gotta say about that. So, folks, we thank you for listening this far. If you want more topics like this, let us know by reaching out to us at DPW Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and also YouTube if you want. I always forget to look at the YouTube comments. Mm. I can always find them, and then it's, like, too late. They can't respond after three weeks. You look like a jerk. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, okay. Oh, what's my name? Caleb, and I have a website, too. CalebJamesK.com. That's with the K. Don't forget the K. Uh, I haven't posted any new work up there because I have a bunch of submissions out and I'm just going to wait until I get a batch of rejections back and where, then... I, where I'll just put the story like okay because those are older stories that are out 
I, I sent them enough places. If they get rejected, I'm just going to publish them myself. Focus on the new stuff, which I think is really good. Uh, as I showed you earlier, I got a rejection today from the East Iowa Review that was very personal. Mm-hmm. And personally, they, the person who sent me the rejection personally invited me to, to send more, yes. to submit more because they really liked the story. It just wasn't a fit at the time, which does happen. But I've gotten a lot more of those lately, like the personal rejections, which is really good. Because a lot of magazines, because I remember Deep W's, like sometimes, like, you know, we do the Halloween period or something, it's like the month's up. Yeah. Don't really need any more submissions, and people keep sending them. And I would close early, and sometimes you'd still get some, like, that were sitting there. And it's like, I'm sorry. I would just, I, it was good story. Just we don't have, uh, I could post it. Like, for us, we would just publish it later. Mm-hmm. But if, like, a lot of these magazines are doing actual print issues. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a time. Yeah. There's you, a time frame. Well, like I was telling Mindy earlier, say your your issue. They have a certain amount of poetry, essays, and stuff. So say they only take in 10 short stories. And they get, we'll be general and say 500 submissions. What are the chances, like especially if you submitted late, that your story is going to get picked even if it's really well liked? Because yeah. they probably already picked the 10. Yeah. Because then, like I think that's kind of what happened to me there, is probably uh, they picked whatever submissions they already needed, and then they just read the rest to see if they bump someone off, maybe mm, yeah. before they accept them. They're like, hey. or, or like, or like you had you got the rejection of like, hey, we like this, doesn't fit, but continue, again, continue. Yeah. We hopefully will be able to find something for you. Yeah, so I'm gonna keep my eye out for eye out for that. Oh, your OnlyFans, the Manitoba Mauler. Yeah, you're just gonna be like wrestling. Yes, it's not gonna be like that Macbeth wrestling with the daggers and the, the blood. It depends. A little bit of blood. Yeah. A little bit. Well, I mean. So I, I like to get color sometimes. <laughs> uh, anyway, folks, we thank you for listening this far, and we will check you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>